You're listening to The Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Welcome to another episode of The Gospel Project Leader Training Podcast. I'm Delany and joined by Landry, and today we are going to talk about Unit 2, Session 1, Sin Entered the World. In this session, our scripture reference is Genesis 3. And so the big idea for this session is we're going to be talking about how we don't have to look far to see pain and sadness, death, disease, and wickedness in the world. Clearly, if God created the world perfectly for His glory and our good, something went terribly wrong. So as you teach this session, we want to help kids see the tragedy of Adam and Eve's choice to reject God's goodness to follow their own ideas and plans. But at the same time, we want to help them see the hope that we have in God's choice to cover their shame and His promise to send a rescuer. And so as we do it um, with the beginning of every unit, we also go over our big picture question and our key passage. And so, Landry, if you'll go ahead and share with our listeners our big picture question for this unit. Sure. And let me just give a word of warning to uh, our listeners. If this is your first time to ever teach the Gospel Project, this may be your first time to teach preschoolers, especially younger preschoolers, uh, anything that has to do with sin. So I say that because we're going to introduce that word with our big picture question and answer. And let me just remind you that as with anything that we teach children, we take into account their uh, level of understanding, their age, uh, just their cognitive abilities, and take all that into account and what they can understand. And uh, and then we just use words that to try to explain things the best that we can. But don't get all worked up or concerned about teaching younger preschoolers about sin. Delaney, you may speak to this uh, later. But just just remember, uh, sometimes we're just introducing concepts and ideas and words that they will understand later as they get older. So, uh, just a word of warning, because I'm going to use the word sin when I say the younger preschool big picture question is... What does it mean to sin? And the answer is we sin when we disobey God. So see, very, very simple. Now we're going to add to that answer when we ask older preschoolers, what does it mean to sin? To sin is to go against God and His commands. And then for elementary age kids, we ask, what does it mean to sin? And we answer, to sin is to think speak, or behave in any way that goes against God and His commands. Thank you, Landry, and I appreciate you also giving that word of um, explanation for our listeners to, to help them know the, the why behind some of our wording at times and that we do take into consideration and the children's age, their development, and their understanding as well. And so that we use this, that same philosophy with our key passage. And so the key passage for unit two is 
Romans 3.23. And our babies and younger preschoolers have a phrase, and so it is part of the key passage. And so for our babies and toddlers, their, their phrase is, we all make wrong choices. Then younger preschool is, everyone makes wrong choices. And then older preschool is, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then kids' passage is, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So you can see how each of those build on one another as the age is older, as the children are older in age and their understanding. There are more words, but also it is more um, complex for them and to be able to remember it, but also keeping in mind their understanding and their characteristics about what they can understand with that phrase. And so now we'll move to the part of the episode of our podcast where we talk about activities that may require a little extra prep time or may need some additional instructions. And so I'll go ahead and start with our preschool resources and our babies and toddlers this week are going to be, there's an activity where it's called pick fruit. And so the supplies call for a pool noodle that you'll be able to cut a flower shape from. And so we recognize many of you will be doing this activity in, in the fall. And so you may or may not have an extra pool noodle at home or at church. And so another way that if you, you can do this activity if you do not have a pool noodle would be to use a sponge or either you could use a, a piece of construction paper. And so either of those would, would help in this uh, supply for pick fruit for our toddlers. And then our younger preschool and older preschoolers will be having a, they'll be using food in their activities. And so you'll need to remember for the make a fruity trail mix and examine fruit. So examine fruit is going to be with our older preschool and younger preschool is going to be doing make a fruity trail mix. Remember to put up an allergy alert reminder and that you'll need to make a trip to the store prior to Sunday morning to get all those supplies that are needed. And then with our preschool worship, um, while you're at the store, make sure to buy some dry beans. If you don't have some of those at home or at church, they're going to be sorting different beans for an activity in preschool worship. And then they're going to make also in, or they have an activity in preschool worship called Make Clothes for Adam and Eve. And so there is a printable for this activity. So you'll want to make sure to print one of those for each child. And then they are using dry leaves. They're going to be placing dry leaves on that printable. And so you may be thinking, where can I get a lot of dry leaves that we'll be able to use for this activity? And you can find those. They're very accessible. You can purchase them online or either a craft store. And then you can a lot of times buy them in bunches and then just take them off of those bunches and then the boys and girls will be able to attach those to their printable for the activity. And so we have lots of fun, creative ideas in our preschool resources this week. And so Landry, could you talk about our 
kids' resources, maybe some activities that may need a little extra attention. Sure, but before I do that, I've got a question for you, Delaney. Yes. So, so uh, you mentioned, and while you're at the store, pick you up some beans too. Uh, so, is there a is there a place that that I could go to make sure you know maybe at the beginning of every unit and just look at my list and and go go shopping just once instead of running back and forth to the store? That is a great question. Yes, at the well, actually, at the beginning of each session, we have a supply list, if you will, or there's all the activities are listed that re, that are going to need additional supplies. In addition, sorry, there's two additional in addition. <laughs> so the supplies that we are not qualifying to be in your classroom, like construction paper, glue, those type we consider standard supplies. And so in in your classroom, but then all of the activities will list additional supplies that you would need in addition to those classroom supplies. So so then I wouldn't go to the store three times on Saturday. Right. Oh, definitely. And that way it, you can look at one place and you can see everything that you're going to need, almost like a checklist, if you will. Clear. All right, good. Well, sorry for that impromptu question, but I was just thinking, because I know how I do, and if I don't put it on a list ahead of time, then I end up going to the store four or five times on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> so the, one of the, one of the uh, things that I wanted to just kind of make note of is on the older kids in the session starter on older kids. The, the second option is called problems and solutions. And uh, so one of the one of the things it, it talks about is you know writing down some various problems on index cards. So that's going to take a little bit of time um, to write them down, or if you use your computer and print them out, which I usually do because my handwriting is awful. Um, but Consider, there are some suggestions in the book, but you might want to think of some that might fit your kids better. Of course, that requires you to know uh, your kids. And so um, one of of the things uh, also to keep in mind is that this game that they're playing is more like a reverse charades. So instead of acting out the problem, the kids, the the player who, the the kid who's, who's who's the... the main player at the time will act out possible solutions. So, for example, uh, for the, you could write down on your card, you get locked out of your house. Um, and then the player is, would act out the solutions like knocking on the door, lifting up a window and crawling through, uh, finding the spare key hidden on the porch, uh, just, diff- you know. Now, you might have to guide them a little bit, Delaney, because, you know, you might end up having some older kids thinking it's fun to uh, pretend they broke the window or they picked the lock or something like that. But you might need to give a little guidance, as you always do with kids. Uh, and But anyway, just, just get you might need to give them some ideas, too. So as you write problems on the cards, you might be thinking through and jotting down some ideas because sometimes kids will get up there and they'll go like a, I don't know, and give them some suggestions. So, but it can be really fun and creative. And as with, you know, so if you do have a child that pretends to break the window, 
rather than you know reacting, just kind of make it make it light and and uh, affirm kids on and just have a good time with it, enjoy it. Uh, then on uh, kids worship, there's a, a during the discussion time of kids worship. Um, you know, one suggestion is to break into smaller groups for the discussion. Again, make sure that you don't have children alone in a room with just one adult, one teacher. Make sure that that that, that doesn't happen. So one way to do that is just have your smaller groups in the same room together, just kind of huddled up together. Uh, but also, you might want to form those groups based on their different ages, their grade levels, maybe even by gender, boys in one group, girls in another, uh, so that as kids are discussing these these things, they'll be discussing it with, with they'll understand each other's situation because they'll have similar situations and circumstances in their life. So it's kind of like an affinity group, kind of dividing them by affinity groups. But that's really uh, just those two suggestions. Are there any things I have to add uh, for this week? Um, you know, I'm really excited about this session. Uh, it is a pivotal, pivotal session to understand the gospel. Um, this is where it all went wrong uh, in in this passage, and and it's also where God gives us hope with the promise of a descendant who would crush the head of the snake. So to really appreciate the good news of the gospel that we're going to be talking about all year long, kids need to understand the bad news of how our sin separates us from God. When they understand that bad news, then they understand how important and how miraculous this good news of the gospel is. So it's it's exciting to 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 really start talking about this because the the rest of the Bible is about God's redemptive plan, which of course comes in the form of Jesus Christ, His Son. That's great, Landry. I appreciate you sharing and like you were saying that. This is such a pivotal session, and I think what excites me as um, as we think about this session, especially for preschoolers, as you mentioned even at the beginning of the podcast, is that some of our preschoolers, this will be the first time that they've heard sin, and they may have heard the word, but this is an opportunity for them to um, have that foundation of what is sin. And like you said, sometimes it is that we're giving and sharing the information that they will, at a later time, understand it in greater detail and um, continue to understand it. And so what, what I'm thinking about, what I'm excited about as I teach, is that we get to help them know that everyone makes wrong choices called sin. And so we want to help them understand what that word sin means. And so preschoolers, especially, they're learning of a right choice and a wrong choice. And so they can learn that foundational truth that when we make wrong choices, we're disobeying God and that that's called sin. And so that this is foundational for them to understand as they grow and recognize their need for a Savior. And so at the same time, like you were talking about the bad news or the, you know, that we all sin, we must remind them that God loves them and that he also 
promised to send his son for us. And so that we need to also share that good news, not just leave it at the bad news for them, but help them understand that even though we make those wrong choices, that God loves us and that he promised to send his son for us. So listeners, we want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode, the podcast. We hope that you have found this helpful as you prepare to teach the gospel project for kids and preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the gospel project for preschool and kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.